Hello, everybody. I'm Fran Curry, and welcome to this edition of Eavesdrop. We're so glad you're with us today. This is a production of Big Brains Media, and you can find us at that website. You can find us at the iTunes store, and you can also find us at Stitcher. And it's real easy to be reminded of us. Just go ahead and subscribe, and it'll be downloaded directly to the device of your choosing. Uh, I'm real blessed to do Eavesdrop because I get to talk to all kinds of really awesome and cool women. And today I am very blessed to be joined by Kimberly Dunn, who is not only a smart lady, a fellow Southerner, but also an amazing singer. Thank you so much for being here, Kim. Well, thank you for calling and um, inviting me. I'm excited. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about who you are. What what makes you special? What makes you tick? What makes you ring for the Lord? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I've, I've been raised in church all my life, and um, I have seen the power of God move my whole life. Um, I've, I've never not known when it was God moving, because, you know, when, you, when you're raised in a family who um, believes in miracles and believes yeah. in prayer and believes in calling upon the name of the Lord, and then when those miracles come to pass, you know that it's Jesus, you know that it's God intervening in that situation, and it's just not some other kind of outside force because you've seen the intercessory prayers. You've seen the discernment of your family. So, um, I mean, I've not always been where I need to be. You know, I strayed for a long time, but it was those prayers of my family that brought me back and reminded me of where I needed to be. And it was also, since I was nine years old, a call on my life. To do what I'm doing right now and to have been told at nine years old that I would be doing what I'm doing right now gives me a great understanding of how come I tried to run so hard, you know, because the devil don't want us doing anything for God, you know, and he certainly don't like people like me because I'm I'm an encourager. Yes, you um, are. I'm bubbly. I'm, I'm happy. Um, and I go through struggles and I go through trials, but somehow God manages to still allow me to put a smile on my face and and press through, you know. And so if I was to say what makes Kim Dunn, Kim Dunn, I guess I would just have to simply say the power of God because I couldn't do Kim Dunn without God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I couldn't do Fran Curry without mm-hmm. God. And, no. and you mentioned times when you, you stray away, and I think we've all been there. But even in the midst of the straying away, when you're doing things that you know you're not supposed to do, and I, I, I could speak for myself and probably other Christians in that, what was it for you that made you say, dude, I'm a loser without Jesus? Mm. I'm going to tell you what, um, and what is so incredible about this is, you know, normally you have another Christian that would lead you to Christ, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't another Christian that led me to Christ. Really? Um, it was a sinner, and I mean, and I don't categorize that person as a sinner. I just mean, you know, they didn't have a relationship with the Lord. Right. And um, one night we were just talking, and I knew sitting there that I had gone through so much at that time that I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And I really felt like I was ready to just end it. And I'm just being honest. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of ladies out there and a lot of men out there that have felt the same way. And, and I'm thankful today that they were able to overcome. But mm-hmm. I was talking to this person and um, 
they reminded me that even through the years that I was away from God, that they had known me, they reminded me of how I never stopped talking about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, they were like, even though you would be doing this or you would be doing that, you would look at me and say, well, I know this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I went home that night and I got to thinking about that. And um, I stayed in this situation for probably two or three more months. And one day God honestly brought me, my husband, out of the blue and just like dropped him out of the sky. And I say he rescued me because he did. Wow. And um, and it took him to bring me to a stable position to where I could once again not only know I had the call, but to where I could actually hear that call again. Wow. And that was where that came from. And I was 25 years old. Wow. I'm looking for that corner of the sky, so if you can get one dropped out, no. that corner of the sky for me, that would be great. <laughs> but, oh, man. but in what you're talking about, I was uh, engaged to, I mean, the first man I ever loved, and I mean, I love this man more than anything in this world. But when you're in your 20s, you think you can change Mm -hmm. the world and you think you can change people. Mm -hmm. And he was an atheist. And I bought him more books and tapes and Bibles. And eventually, about two months before we were supposed to get married, it just finally hit me, Fran, you can't change his heart. And if he can't love Jesus, then he can't love you Mm -hmm. the way he needs to love you. And I think that was my biggest point, my biggest step towards knowing Jesus and loving Jesus and realizing that that's not an area in which I can compromise. Yeah. Is it is it that non-compromising spirit that keeps you grounded in Jesus even when when times are tough? Cuz I know you've been through some some difficult times and you've been through uh Something that so many women deal with, weight loss, which is, to me, the, the, the mountain I continue to climb, and went through a surgery for that. It, is it that just dogged passion for Jesus that keeps you in that place? Well, you know, as I said earlier, um, I mentioned to you about one of the questions that you had, you know, you gave me just a little example of what we might be doing today. And one of your questions was... Um, just tell me a little bit about some things that you've gone through that you've overcome. Mm-hmm. And we can sit here all day long and talk about things that I've overcome. We can sit here and talk all day about things that I'm still dealing with and trying to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever want to compromise with God. You know, we are not his lawyers. Right. You know, um, We're just here to show, and he's the one that's already paid and finished and stood before the judge and shed the blood. And um, So when you say compromise, I I do not want to compromise what I have with God, and I don't want to compromise in any situation. I think of that girl at Columbine, you know, and she was so young. She was so young. And yet she was able to say, I love the Lord. Right. And he shot her anyway. Right. And so— I think sometimes, as strong as I think I am, but as weak as I also know that I am. Mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing how God uses such weak people and how God uses such imperfect people to serve such a perfect God. Right, exactly. You know, but I think a lot of times that compromising, that does have a lot to do with it. 
But we have to make our own choices in our own situations that we're in. And we just have to remember that God always has a second plan. We may miss the first plan. Right. And I was telling somebody last night, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of making a huge, huge decision right now that's going to change my life. Mm-hmm. And I want to be sure that I'm in the will of God. But am I willing to compromise where I am right now, not knowing for sure? So... I said, I could possibly be right now at that wall of water where the children of Israel was. Mm-hmm. And that water could possibly be fixing to split wide open any moment now. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding it hard to um, to wait any longer. Abraham waited 146 years. Yep. I just don't know if I got 146 years to wait. But you know, God tells us that he will give us strength. He will give us all that we need Every day. And um, so I'm, I don't want to compromise that. And I'm hoping that that's the decision that I finally come to. I hope that I don't allow my flesh and my stubbornness to cause me to step away from that wall of water and go back to Egypt, if, if you will. Do you think it is your um, speaking and your performing, your singing that help you stay on that narrow path? To I'm going to tell you something. Um, a lot of times <clears throat> when I'm when I'm on the stage for the Lord and I don't like to say stage but when I'm up there for God I think that's when I am the most freed up of everything because at that point it's like when I get up there before I step on that stage I always pray and and I ask God to remove anything in me that I may have forgotten that I've done or or you know take me completely out of this and just anoint me so that you can be glorified and the moment that I hit that stage it's like everything that I'm going through completely goes away and all I can see are the people that are there who need Jesus and if I couldn't get up there and have that anointing, if I couldn't get up there and know that I didn't truly have the Lord Jesus in my life, then it would just be me be getting up there singing. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it plays a big part of me being able to walk and to stay close with God because not only do I have to answer for God, but being in the ministry, He's laid forth people ahead of me you know, when you're called by God, He's laid forth people ahead of you that you're going to speak to. And if you step out of His will, then maybe that person's going to be missed, but not because He is going to let them be missed completely. He'll He'll just find somebody else. But you know, His first choice is always the perfect choice. That's right. I mean, um, like I said a while ago, we may not stay with plan A, but He's always got a plan B and C and D. Just like That's Rick right. Owsley says, every Tuesday night, God doesn't just give us grace. He gives us more grace. That's right. So, yeah, and, and, and a lot of times I think if I were to ever stop singing and this and that and, and ministering for God, which I don't ever want to, but... You know, we we need a break sometimes. We have to step back because you give and you give and people take and they take. And it's just the truth. And in the ministry, they need that. You know, they look at you and and, and you need to be a certain way. And because we are an example of Jesus Christ. Um, But, yeah, that that keeps me grounded a whole lot because it reminds me that just like Jesus dying on the cross for everybody, I'm not having to die for anybody but I'm certainly having to stand for him, which means right. there's a lot of people that I'm responsible for. That's right. 
What about, you had mentioned um, in one of your emails about the gastric bypass surgery that you had. And to me, that takes a great deal of faith. And it also takes a great deal of recognition that maybe that surgery is the best way for you to go to make that change in your in your body, in your mind, so that you're even more well equipped to do this. Tell me about how that affected you. Honey, I weighed 527 pounds. Wow. Woo! Lord <laughs> and, and and how I got there, I will never, because I'm the size now that I was when I was in high school. And when I was in high school, this was big. You know, I mean, I've always been a big girl. So um, I knew, and again, I, I mean, we can blame the devil on, for everything. Oh, yeah. But we have so got to take responsibility of ourselves. Yes, we do. You know, um, we he can only do what we allow him to do. Mm-hmm. But. I know that he's out to steal, kill, and destroy, and he has went every way to do that to me, to you, and to everybody. That's right. And um, so after I got married, I tell people, I say, I just evidently was so happy (laughs) that we just ate. (laughs) 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 I mean, because honestly, it was after I got married, um, because I was not that big, and and I, you know, I hadn't got saved yet, even though Vic had come into my life and um. And rescued me, as I said. Um, it wasn't until a few years after that that I sat down at the kitchen table and I just told him, you know, because we like to go out, you know, we like to have a good time right. and this and that. And the devil tried to tell me that if we continued to do that, or if I decided not to do that anymore, then I was just going to lose my husband. He was just going to leave me, you know, because this wasn't the woman that he married. But I just decided one night I sat down at the kitchen table and I told him, I said, ah have been called by God into a ministry. Right. And I said, and I just point blank put it out there to him. I said, you can either be with me or you can be against me. And I said, and if you're with me, then I promise you sitting here at this table tonight, then you will see God bless our home, right. our finances, mm-hmm. everything. And, um, and then not long after I decided to go back to church, I mean, I just started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and just mm. eating and eating and eating and um one day i was 527 pounds wow like within a four-year period wow and you know there were underlying things you know that were going on you know stress and and depression from the past and um you know it wasn't just that i was hungry you know we have issues as to why we eat right but um for 10 years, I prayed about the gastric bypass mm-hmm. um, because I've seen a lot of people have terrible results. You know, right. um, it's a life changing experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just have this surgery and expect to lose this weight and um, expect to keep it off forever because it don't work that way. Right. And it just drives me so crazy. when Somebody <laughs> will say you had that gastric bypass. You just took the easy way out. And people say that to me. You know, yeah. they just don't care what they say. Right. But I, I just look at them and I'm like, no, that was not the easy way out. Because No, that's not the easy way. After, you know, two years, you still have a small stomach. But that appetite comes back. And, honey, when that appetite comes back, it comes back with a vengeance. And yeah. you can't hold but a nickel size worth of food. And in an hour, you're hungry again. Right. So, praise God. But, yes, I prayed for 10 years. And I started going to doctors. And I found um, John Groves. He actually mm-hmm. played for Alabama. He played yeah. for Bear Bryant, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he, when I walked into his office, he was the first doctor out of nine 
that prayed with me as soon as I walked in the door. Oh, that's wonderful. And I said, and and I just knew it. You know, Mm -hmm. I just knew it. And so, you know, you go through all the rigmarole of the testing and this and that. And I had to go to a psychiatrist. And as soon as I walked in there, I told her, I said, listen, I'm crazy. (laughs) I said, so whatever you want to do, I said, I'll just tell you up front, I'm crazy. I'm nuts. (laughs) And she said, well, you passed. And she put a check mark and I walked out the door. (laughs) She said, you know, admitting it is half the problem. But no, if I had not have done that, there is no way. I couldn't sing Amazing Grace in church. I couldn't go all the way through it because I couldn't breathe. Really? So um, it totally affected your performance. Oh, my goodness. And I had got to the point where I couldn't walk. Um, I would have to hold on to things. When I was in the mall, I would have to stop and sit down. And I was only 30, you know, maybe 31, 32 years old. Wow. And I was killing myself. And so I, and, and the thing about it is, is two days before I had my surgery, a very good friend of mine passed away during their surgery. Really? And then the day before my surgery, a good friend of mine passed away that had had it months previously that had just been having some terrible problems. So um, I just had to know that God had this under control and that I was killing myself anyway. Right. Right. And I want to tell you something. As soon as that first year was over and I had lost enough weight to where I could move and live again, Mm -hmm. um, I started getting phone calls to go sing at churches. I mean, it was just like, and I did great. I never have had any problems. Really? Um, It's just, and Dr. Groves told me, he said, it's just been amazing. He said, because somebody always has some type of problem. I had a kidney stone one time, Mm -hmm. which is normal, but one time. And so I just have to look back and realize God's plan is God's plan. That's right. Whether we step out of and I was thinking about this on the way here this morning, if I may. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this on the way here this morning. We we think that we step out of God's will sometimes and um and so that just means it's gonna change the whole picture. But when God makes you a promise, that promise is there to stay. That's right. Totally. And totally. Because just like being here today, I feel and I always feel unworthy. And and I told you in that email, um, I think that's how God keeps me humble. But I allow Satan to get in my mind and, and a lot of times make me feel it as an insecurity. Mm-hmm. But when really it's just an humbleness that I'm thankful that God has given me because I don't deserve to be here today exactly. with you. Exactly. And I don't deserve to be here either, having the opportunity to do this and talk to Christian women like you. But there'll be people who will listen to this podcast who may not be Christians or who may be new Christians. What advice do you give to them about staying the Christian course or or how this really is the only choice that they really need to make about their lives? Well, being in a situation that most women are in today, which, you know, I mean, the devil just has thrown everything. Yes, he has. I mean, there's so many drugs. I mean, I, there was nothing. I mean, it may have been out there when I was younger, but not nothing like it is like now. what's and, going on now, now. Um, women have just got such low self-esteem these days. And, and, and there's other women that are so busy. <clears throat> right. I mean, you and I, for example, um, and, you know, the Lord even said that in the last days that men's hearts would fail them. And mm-hmm. we fail to see that, and I'm totally off your question right now, but this That's just okay. dropped in my spirit. We are fu- totally failing to see the fact that we are staying so busy. We're so worried about 
paying the bills, the doing this and doing mm-hmm. that, and the kids going here and the kids going there. We're not. We don't sit on the front porch like we did when we were kids. Right. You know, exactly. with grandma. Yeah. What What we do? Shut corn and and pop That's peas. Pop peas. Yeah. You know, I love to do that, and I can smell that sometimes. It just the aroma comes, but. We are totally killing ourselves because of our stress level. And most women that come to me um, are in that situation. They're tired. Yeah. And, and, and they're wondering where God is in their situation and why God has allowed them to be there, why they can't just have a simple way of life. And, and I have a lot of girls that come to me that are pregnant. Um, I, I It's just a mate that are on drugs. And, and I'm thankful that God has given me the I don't know why people love me but they feel so free to call me to email me to Facebook Mm -hmm. me to come to where I work and what I tell them is just simply God loved them so much that he actually died right nobody else in this world will do that for you that's right and 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 he may have left and ascended and gone to heaven but he left us a comforter that's right Holy and spirit and it's up to us to be like daniel you know daniel mm-hmm. um he didn't pray while he was in the lion's den right you know he slept exactly all night long. that's the right. guards found him asleep <laughs> in the lion's den we we have to stay in contact with God. Yeah. We and you know and we're we all fail in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we Nobody do. Nobody can sit here and tell me all day long that they are like Enoch and they walk and talk with Jesus all day long. Right. But it's possible. It is. We just get so busy with yes. our other stuff yes. that the world has to offer us. And and that's what I tell people. You cannot put your hope in this world because you know what Jesus Himself. The perfect Lamb of God mm-hmm. came here, did nothing but perfect work, did That's nothing right. but heal, did nothing but show love, give love, right. teach us how to love. Exactly. And, and yet he still couldn't please people and was hung on a cross and died. Exactly. So, exactly. And I had to learn that this past year because I'm I'm a people pleaser. And, 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 and if I know that somebody is, is unhappy with me, it kills me. Yeah. And and it still does to a certain extent, but I've learned to let that go because I, the Lord just spoke that to me one day. He said, do you know I sent my son, and he was perfect. And people still hated him. And he still died on a cross. That's right. That's right. And we have to remember that. Yeah. So for you, what, what do you think God has for you? As oh. you look at your music and your extraordinary <sighs> voice, and we should have you sing something. Yeah, yeah, and we should have you sing something today before we before we head out. What what do you see as your life, your God's plan for your life over the next five years, ten years? And we're going to see you show up in Nashville one day with that fantastic voice. Or do you feel a ministry calling here in Alabama? Honestly, I've had many people to just ask me, "Why don't you go to Nashville? Why don't you go here? And why don't you go mm-hmm. there?" And if God wants me to go, and I know, and, and when I say this, people, and I know I say people say a lot, but I hear from a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we go to churches, I sing in the quartet, and we go to churches, and if my dress is a quarter of an inch too short, I get a letter. You know, so I hear yeah. from a lot of people on, on a lot of different levels. But I, it's not that I don't want to take initiative, but I feel like that I know when God is speaking to me. Mm-hmm. 
and I know when God is not. Yeah. I've known, I know Kim Dunn long enough to know when my flesh wants. Right. And what my flesh don't need. Right. And right now, right where I'm at, I could not be any more happy. I mean, and I can go to Africa and be a missionary. I can go to any other foreign country, do mm-hmm. anything. I can go to Nashville. I mean, I guess I could and, and make a CD and it just do wonderfully. But. You know, you have so many people that go to these churches, and this is why little churches can't afford to have big names in their churches because they have to be paid thousands of dollars to come. Right. You know, and so I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I I go to these churches and I sing and and I go to these women's conferences and I talk and I speak from my heart. I speak totally from experience and I get so upset with God. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> why you always got to make me talk about something I'm struggling with right now? You know, I haven't even came through this yet. But then when I get there and I begin to talk, yeah, and it's like I get the answers that I need. Exactly. But um. But yeah, I'm I'm right where I need to be. If if I need to go to Nashville, then God will wake me up one night and say go, and He'll make the way for me to go. Mm-hmm. But until then, I don't have to have all that. I just need Jesus. How old were you when you realized that you had a special gift? Well, I guess to say like realize, um. Might have been eight, I guess, but when I was three, mm-hmm. my mother walked into the back room and I was playing the entertainer on the piano. Oh. So she knew long before I did. But when I was eight years old, um, I my uncle asked me. He's an evangelist, and he asked me to go with him and sing at one of his revivals. Uh-huh. And um, I sing that little song by the Hemp Pills. He's still working on me, <laughs> <laughs> and I will never ever forget this lady. Coming to the altar, and I was eight years old. Wow. And singing that little bitty, he's still working on me song. And um, and I remember after that, just like five or six people just came up and began to pray with her. And then when I was nine years old, um, I had a pastor just to come up to me and tell me, just point blank, and he had not heard me sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was before church started. Um, he came up to me and he said, um, you've got an anointing on your life. He said, you are very young. He said, and I'm going to tell you something right now. He said, you're going to go through a lot. And he called my mother over because he wanted to make sure I understood this mm-hmm. if I had questions afterwards. He said, um, she's going to go through a lot. But the reason she's going to have to go through a lot is so that when God gets ready to use her, yes. she's going to have a lot to share. That's right. And he said, when she sings, she's going to touch people. When she walks into a room, her smile is going to be encouraging. And there's more to that, but I've I've seen all that happen, mm-hmm. and um and to sit here at 42 years old and to see an, a, a nine year old for God to bring to fruition everything that He told me at nine years old that's amazing you know that's it's awesome. crazy amazing wow and so and we sit back and we wonder God where are you in our situations we wonder silly stuff yes. We yes, we, we should know that he's there yes, with us. Yes, and there's a scripture in the Bible that, um, which this word's in the Bible many times, but it, it, it says, suddenly this happened. And it amazes me how we'll go through a trial, mm-hmm. and it'll last forever. We, You know, I mean, feels like sh- it. <laughs> three weeks, a week, a day is I long know, enough. Really, an hour. <laughs> but when God comes on the scene, it's, it's like suddenly yeah. it happens. You know, we, we, it's like when a woman has a baby, they say, I've never had children. They say that, you know, as soon as 
the baby's, you know, the birth is over. Mm-hmm. She, the pain is over. It's no longer there. Right. And and so it amazes me how we go through trials, and then when our trial is over, it is a sudden thing that happens, and and we remember bits and pieces of what we've been through, right. but what we truly remember is coming out of it, and how God just brought us out of it like it was a sudden thing. Exactly. Now, I know that your hometown has had some troubles over the past couple of years Mm -hmm. because of uh, a date all of us in Alabama will remember, April 27th, uh, with uh, several horrible tornadoes that killed a lot of people. Tell us how you have helped with that recovery and how your town is recovering, and and what role did God play in helping you guys get it back together? And folks, if you're listening and you've never been through a tornado, you, you really... It's very hard to explain to you just how bad it is. And on that particular day, it was horrific it really statewide. Was. We had two that day. Mm-hmm. You know, we had one that morning and then one that evening. Right. But um, we, I mean, I'll just tell you, we come home. We, we left the house at the second one. We were in the storm shelter during the first one that uh-huh. morning, and we left the house at the second one. And I will never forget, we looked in the rearview mirror and saw it. Oh, my goodness. And um, we were like maybe... A mile and a half from our house at that point and we saw it going over and so anyway when we come home it, our home was just like everyone's home in Cordova and the town was destroyed you know a place that I'd grown up all my life I've been there all my life bought cherry cokes you know at the drugstore and yeah. all this stuff but um and you know when we got a really bad rap down there in Cordova for some things that was going on and um, but luckily, all that has came full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a new mayor now who is young. Drew Gilbert is incredible. He's had such great ideas. And, and we have new companies and businesses that are coming in and, and taking over. The town has actually got one building left, and it will be totally gone um, wow. probably by the end of next week. And um, it, I was honored I've always been honored to sing for God, and I've always mm-hmm. been honored to be in the quartet. And I've got to say hey to Chris and JJ and Joe, or they'll shoot me. <laughs> um, they're in my quartet. But um, we were in such a bad way emotionally in that town that um, we got together and we had a, a night of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. And I contacted a lot of preachers, you know, locally, and we did a night of thankfulness in Kingdom Work Quartet. We sung, we sang. I don't know what the right word is, but we <laughs> just ushered in the Holy Spirit. And Praise at God. that point, it was like that gathering because it wasn't but like two weeks after the tornado. Because I mean, I I saw the urgency. You know, God's mm. got. To, we've got to put God in this because people are out of control. Right. And we did that that night. And after that, it was like. You know, people began to heal, and I was so thankful and grateful mm-hmm. that God put me in a place that I could do that. Right. So, and I, that's just, I love the Lord, and I just want to live for Him and make right choices and just remember that when I don't, that His grace is sufficient. It is. And last question for folks out there who are going through difficult times, and there are many in, in this country for a variety of reasons, and around the world as we seem to be getting more and more violent, whether here in the U.S. or elsewhere, what would you say to folks about getting through this time in our history to the next step? Well, as we were talking just earlier, it, it's no surprise to me of what we're going through. And I hear people every day say, if we would get this person in office, if we would get this person in office, then all of this would change. 
one day to God is a thousand years. That's right. We have no idea when he's coming back. That's right. Jesus himself has no idea. But we have to look at the word and know that we're living in the last days, and I believe that. Yes, and I we are. am not going to apologize for saying that one bit. Because I think you're absolutely it, right. It's just the truth. It is. The way that we're going to get through what's going on right now, and it's going to take sacrifice, and it's going to mm-hmm. take laying down this flesh and That's totally dying to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Rick said the other night in church, you know, you look at a survivor as somebody who just is you know somebody that survives and and, and mm-hmm. we look at that person as somebody who we want to be we want to be a right, survivor right but when he said that we need to be a non-survivor yeah that kind of blew my mind i know <laughs> because now i want to be a non-survivor yeah but it's going to take sacrifice and it's going to take obedience and it's going to take waiting on the lord that's right so i say to people today don't look to the world for anything Because we wouldn't have this place if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for the Creator. A lot of this stuff that's going on is Mm man-made. It's you know it's been caused by man, but God is eternal, and that's where our soul is going to last. So I say today, press into God and and know that He loves you. Know that He loves you, and that His lamp is a light unto our feet, which is the Word of God. And if we don't feed ourselves, then we're going to starve. That's right. So, and what's the Bible? It's the bread of life. Yes. Take it and eat it. Shove it down your throat. And I say that with all that I have within me. And I'm speaking to myself. Um, yeah. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing and by the, the word, word of, of God. God. And our strength comes from the joy of the Lord. And, um, you know, we can go on and on and on, but He is there. Yes, He is. And He's the only way. He is the only way. Kim Dunn, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so much and your wonderful words. And uh, just a reminder to everybody that you can get eavesdrop at iTunes. You can also uh, get us at Stitcher and at BigBrainsMedia.com. Also at Big Brains, you can uh, also get the latest on Auburn football and Alabama football and some uh, other programming about our weather and about world events and how those affect Christians. So just lots of good information on iTunes and Big Brains Media. Thanks so much for joining us today for Eavesdrop and thanks again Kim Dunn and y'all have a blessed day.